0: By the way, I'm from Africa, Nigeria. I'm from Nigeria. And, you know, we went to the radio station and I started building that confidence on playing on air. Why people are not seeing you, but, you know, you know what you're doing.
1: Welcome to another episode of We Create the Vibes podcast, where we go find some of the dopest DJs out there creating vibes everywhere they go. Today's guest, I have the 2019's Best African DJ nominee. DJ Metsky, What's going on, brother? How's everything, man? How you feeling?
0: I'm okay, and you? How's it going out there?
1: Man, I'm doing good, brother. I can't complain, man. Uh, you know, I'm talking to one of the greatest out there. So, man, life is good, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Always, bro. Always. We keep it 100, positively.
1: Absolutely, man. I see you on the IG, man. Keep Always keeping it in 100, man. I love that, man.
0: That's what's up, man. That's what's up.
1: <laughs> man, so talk to me about the journey, man. I mean, I feel like you are... know you're you're like you're the heartbeat when it comes to djs and afro beats when i see you online i mean you are you are the guy to follow and look at but talk to me about how did you get introduced to music djing talk to me about your musical background
0: ah okay um first i just would like thank you um for giving me this platform you know um So many of us are out there that really had um, so much to talk about when it comes to music background, genre of music, how Afrobeat was created, and, you know, the relationship with the artists and all that. Like, it is something like we actually grew up with. I grew up around so many of the A-list hip-hop artists, and even with some of the um, A-list Afrobeat um, artists, sorry about that, and some of the hip-hop artists too, so... Back in the days, I've been DJing for about 23 years now. I started DJing um, when I, I was about like 14, 15 years. Wow, okay. But, yeah, I used to go to uh, a studio where I was I was noticed and being seen as a, a church rat. That's what we call it back yeah. then.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we call it church rat. So in the studio, we call it studio rat. Studio rat is like you run errands for... Yep. Like, exactly, like everybody in the studio, you know. So I was doing my thing. I like being very, very creative. I know what creativity is when I see it. I know how it sounds like. And, you know, digging into it, I I started linking up with some good DJs. I mean, back then, you know, when vinyls are still involved. Yeah, we don't even... There was nothing like laptop. There was nothing like... Everything about digital. That's, that's it. That's, yes, it. that's it.
1: Yes, my brother. <laughs> yeah.
0: So so everything was still back in the oldies. So when you go to gigs, you have like an elephant bag of records to make sure you stack them in a way where you can go and play your gig. So I remember my first ever gig was a Carnival. Okay. Where um, I was in a hot seat. And, you know, I couldn't even flip music. <clears throat> mm. It was it to me it was like a baptism of fire because <laughs> everybody, everybody had that I was DJing and you know they wanted to see what this little boy can come up with. I was I was okay. little, then. I was very, very little. And I remember the song I played then was it was jamboree by okay. by nature. So mm. instead of me playing where the vocals are, I flipped through where the instrumentals is. And I played it. Okay. And today it sounded like something different. Like, yo, like, do so these songs have instrumental. So that was where I started. And you know, I was sweating. It was outside, it wasn't hot. It was a December period where it was winter period, but I was sweating because I was just trying to get you know clips of people so that they can encourage me and like what I was doing. So then I, I make music in my studio. I have I don't know if you can see, this is my studio where I play the keys. Okay. Yeah, so I'm all around music. I play the keys, I play drums, I play bass guitar. Mm. Drums um, is kind of like my major. So that took me into you know, looking for somebody who can help me um, build my creativity in DJing. So I looked up a friend, like a senior um, colleague right now in the industry, And I met with him, and um, we started going to the radio station. And, you know, he took me to the radio station, one of the biggest radio stations in Nigeria. By the way, I'm from Africa, Nigeria. I'm from Nigeria. And, you know, we went to the radio station, and I started building that confidence on playing on air, why people are not seeing you, but, you know, you know what you're doing. So this, this was about, like, 2008, 2009. And, you know, with that... He he was a little bit famous. He was known in the industry. So all this time, I'm telling you, there was no whiskey, there was no Davido, mm-hmm. there was no, there was nobody. It was just the OGs, like Two Face and the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't even know if just yeah, I don't even yeah, know if yeah, it's very there. early. Be-
1: yeah, very early it's beginnings.
0: Early, okay. Yeah, very early. So okay. you know, we started doing our thing and. All of a sudden, there was a club in in in, in Lagos. The the um, it was called the Cocoa Lounge in Lagos. So this club was owned by some guys. But what they did was to bring. I don't know if you heard about the band.
1: Yes, the band. Yes, man. Yeah, my woman. My, come on,
0: exactly. That's my, it.
1: Everything. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm Nigerian, too. So,
0: okay. Okay. So they, <laughs> what, they did, what they did was to invite the band to mm-hmm. be partly owner of the club, Coco Lounge. Okay. This was about two thousand and eight, nine, thereabouts. So I was the I was the resident DJ. I was the official DJ of the club. So then the journey started. Coco Lounge back back in the days was like the. Uh, RCA Records, okay. It was like the uh, it was one of the like say, say it's the one of the biggest, biggest club, like a record label, one of the biggest. Record okay, label. those who were involved are like the, the more hits back then, the more hits were like Don Jazzy, The Branch, Ikechukwu, okay. and all and all and all. So everybody wanted to link up with the Mohit because the Mohit were the first set of Nigerian artists who got involved into crossing into America. The band, to me, the band was the first Nigerian artist who had a remix with Snoop Dogg. So because of that, everybody felt like, oh, wow, man, if we need to get to these guys, it could be like a plus for us to, you know, get noticed in the industry. Now you know, in every club, DJ is very, very important. In every life of an artist, DJ is also important. So they felt like, okay, since we know the club and we have to like get to the club, why don't we get to the DJ? Let's hook up with the DJ. Let's make him play our music so that the band or Don Jazzy or the club owners can, you know, hear it and they can, you know, give us, Maybe like a contract, or give us like a record label, or oh. even give us like a collaboration, something like that. So, then everybody was coming to me, and trust me, there was a lot. There was a lot of artists gone already that we didn't even know. They were the they were the they were the forefathers of Afrobeat.
1: Can you give me some? The,
0: can you name me some of them artists. Okay, um, maybe like, um, let me see, like um, Two Face. Okay, okay,
1: yeah, of course. Yeah. Based
0: alone, like um, let me look for another person close. Ice Prince,
1: you know Ice Prince. Yes, Ice Prince. Yep.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, um. Um. Let me look for somebody. Uh, who is close again?
1: Uh, kiss Daniel or no?
0: Kiss Daniel. There was no kiss Daniel there. then.
1: Okay. Daniel
0: was um. Hmm uh i'm trying to remember the name of this dude you
1: know no, no
0: yeah so there was there was there was a bunch of them there were so many of them like i can't even you know remember their names right now but they were the 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 they were the there was it the, there were the people who engineered afro bits mm, okay after the fact that people like fella people like um king Sunny are they people like um Pasuma Wonder, you know they already knew afrobeat but they call it afro juju they don't call it afrobeat they call it afro juju so afro juju is basically like the traditional pattern of afrobeat okay so they were the, yeah, those ones were they, were they were they were they um they were the um, deacons. let me use the word Dickens. they were the forefathers of afrobeat so they created it and when the time came people like the band and the rest of them made it like afrobeat so they brought it into the industry and they recreated mm. the pattern of those music and they made it what we have today. So back then there was no whiskey, and there was no Davido. There was me- just mention them. Nobody knew about them. Oh. Nobody. Whiskey. When I started DJ, Whiskey was probably about like 11 years old or like 10 years old. Yeah. Because after then I started working with Whiskey. I DJed for Whiskey for about six years.
1: How was that experience, man?
0: Man, trust me, it was...
1: Like, what did you learn, you know, being I could, a real kid, a whole star boy? Was he even it even, even boy at that you,
0: time? Yeah, I could tell you it was the best experience I ever had. Mm, okay. Being a DJ. Because the industry has so many DJs, and it is it is a honor for you to be picked among the DJs, to say, okay, you know what, come DJ for me. Every DJ wanted that part of their life to, to be seen. So 2014, it was April 2014. And after, I knew Whiskey quite all right, because then when he comes to Coco Lounge, the club I told you about, yes. he's been thrown out. They don't they don't let him. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, he was so little. He was so small. Oh. And Coco Lounge is 18 and above. He wasn't 18 then. So every time he comes in, he'll be like, yo, bro, I'm outside. Can you get me in? I'm like, sure. I'll go outside and talk to the the bouncers, to the security guys. like, yo, this is my friend. Please let him in. He comes in. Then he rolls with Juanico. He rolls with the prince. The prince is the person who signed grandma right now. Mm, Okay, okay. So the the prince is probably like uh, Don Jazzy's nephew.
1: Mm, Okay. So he's... he's he
0: he he knows the sounds. As, he knows, knows the, the sound. He, at yeah. first, he was an artist too. He was an artist. So, uh-huh. but he decided to like you know keep that to the side, and he he uh-huh. brought in sure. Rema to the scene. So, back in the back in the days, whiskey grows with um the more heat. Let me just say the more heat. Okay. So if he doesn't come with them, he comes alone just to come to you. They don't let him in. So that was where we created that relationship. So by the time he. Went out of EME, he decided to form his own record label. He remembered me, he was like, Oh, I used to know a DJ. And by the time we wanted to, like, he wanted to kick start his journey in the music, um, in his career or whatever, he called me in. I was like, Bro, bro, can you can you work with me? I'm like, Yeah, very that
1: different. was
0: it. That was April 2014, and, and our first show was. And our first show was in Liberia. We went to Liberia 2014. Ooh.
1: Very dope. It was,
0: it was at a stadium. It was big, huge. That your first time DJing at a stadium? That was my first time traveling out of Nigeria. No, that was my third time traveling because I DJed for Tiwa Savage for two years. Oh, wow, so Tiwa man. took me to Ghana. That was the first time I ever went to Ghana. And that was the first time I ever left Nigeria to another country. Wow. Okay. So... So me and Whiskey started the journey. I mean, I've been to about 35 countries, plus African countries and, you know, otherwise. So that was how the journey started. And since then we've been working until I came down to the US, you know, just to set my family, okay. and that was it.
1: So speaking of DJing internationally, I mean, give me the do's and don'ts, man. What, what should a DJ not do when he's out there DJing internationally touring with another artist, tell me, talk to me.
0: No, you shouldn't take requests from any other person when you have your artist on the stage. That's one thing people should know. When you're DJing for an artist, you are there to do your thing with the artist. After the stage performance, you can do whatever thing you want to do. Your eye should always be on the artist. Because one, there's, there's there's always the synergy. If the energy doesn't correspond with your artist and yourself, it's gonna be so much confusion on the stage. People might not notice it, but if it's somebody like like back in the days when we, when when I go out, like I remember the first the the, the time we went to South Africa, me and Wiz, and you know the, some other guys, and we started with a song. We started with um, we started with one of his. Uh, it was um, I can't I can't remember the song right now, but I noticed he was like. You know, he was, like, trying to talk to me, but I could read his lips when he said, I should just switch the song. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So mm. but nobody knew he that was... That connection, connected. though. You exactly. had that connection. The cool. connection needed to to there. So I quickly, you know, switched the song, and, you know, you could see how he went back to the stage and, like, yeah, we got it. And he went back. So working with an artist is something you, you would definitely want to, like, focus on the art- artist on stage. That's number one. Number two, you don't have to play your own, um, you don't have to play, you don't have to hype yourself on your stage. Like for instance, right. if you're introducing the artist, that's fine, you can hype yourself. Yo, it's DJ Mexi and Whiskey. thing, we're doing our thing. You can do that. But while the artist is performing, you don't have to do that. And these are the things I see most times when artists are working with DJs. That thing alone makes makes it look like, yo, it's my stage. It is right. not your performance. It is my performance. Just let me do my thing. After I'm done with my stuff, if they give you time to do your. just do your that, like, Don't get me wrong. You can sell yourself, but sell yourself in a very, very professional way. Mm. Number two. Number three, don't get high on the stage. <laughs> very important. Very important. not not get high on the stage. You could actually do whatever you're doing. One, for your own professionalism, for your own good, you know, because... It could it could it could kick you off. I don't I don't smoke, I don't do weed, I drink socially. Okay. Yeah, so that is me. So there's a lot of them, but I mean like with those three alone, that is that should keep you in a level of you know, a very good standard.
1: Yeah, you, you named uh, three major, like mm-hmm. three major, major because I I've seen it myself and Man, I, I've seen DJs either drunk or either they were high or whatever drug they were doing, and you'll play the wrong record, and the artist is going crazy, and you actually see the bad interaction. You exactly. Ooh, it, it's not a place you want to be at, DJs. <laughs>
0: There's always a playlist. As a DJ, you make the playlist for the artist. Right. The artist tells you, Yo, Maxi, what do you think we're doing today? Okay, you know what? Let's do show you show you the money. Let's do in my bed. Let's do um soccer. Let's do. Now, he's going to tell you how to stitch the music. This is the first track. This is the second track. So once you get high, your laptop might be flipping a little bit because you're you're not seeing what you're doing. All right. Your (laughs) mind's all over the place. Exactly. you could So you could mess everything up. You could just mess everything up because artists, most times, artists don't give the best in the beginning. They give the best in the end. Yes. So that is it
1: oh so true man and i want to congratulate you on this because this is big the first african dj to enter for a dmc world championship so big congratulations i gotta give you your flowers man thank you so brother, <laughs> that's huge man that's thank huge you so much, man. thank so, you so much uh you're welcome man so talk to me man how you know how do you prepare for you know a world championship a dmc world championship at that you know what what do your dj sets look like man how's the practice
0: okay so when it comes to, it comes to uh, battles, we call it DJ battling. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what championship, street battling or whatever it is. It depends on the routine. If you have to come, if you have to, if you have like a six minute routine, you have to prepare. You have to prepare according to your skills. Mm-hmm. First, you have to put the best first and save your weakness for the last. Because at first, people really wanna see what you're in for. So you you, you, you start off with, like for me, I have to like start with my best because I, I wanna draw the attention of the judges. Mm, okay. By the time, they don't know you. By the time you start with your weak side, they'll get tired of, you know, your routine. By the time you go one, two, three minutes, they already feel like, oh, probably we don't, we don't even know if the next thing is gonna do is gonna be okay. Mm. So once you start with the heat, make it do your normal transformation, do your normal crab scratch, Scratch. do everything you can do at that point, then you do a little bit of mixing. So by the time you do mixing, you can do big juggling. If you do big juggling, you can do some speed walk. So these are di- like, it's different. Sometimes I tell people, uh, scratching is not what you see as scratching. So many DJs say, oh, he's scratching. Meanwhile, he's big juggling. So it's, it's different. So you you should, as a DJ who who is been preparing for a battle, you should know the differences between scratching, between transformation, between. if fact, the scratch has different scratch. The methods are different. There's a scrap. There's a crab scratch. There's a chip flare. There's a flare. There's a stop. It's, it's it, like it's a lot. So if you're preparing yourself, you are supposed to like prepare yourself in between those method of scratch pattern, or this method of mixing pattern. So many DJs don't really know how to scratch, but they can mix anything. They are very good at mixing. So if you know where your energy is, if you know where you can you know, get the attention of the judges from, start from there. Mm. Then you build it up. So you can as well save your best, but not really your best. You can as well save something for the last, but not really your best.
1: I like that, man. Start with your strengths. I I really yeah. like that, man. That's how it should be with everything, man.
0: That's it. You have to put in the energy. It was um, DMC was six minutes. Mm. So first, first you have to like, you know, do the. You have to do the pre-recording of your set and submit. Right. Once you're being approved, then you go into for six minutes. So in my in my group, then we're about like we're about like fifteen, sixteen of us. And by the time I noticed, I was in the top ten. That was where my energy came from. Like, wow, this is good. Yeah, Mm. it was very good experience.
1: Man, very dope, man. What's the biggest lesson you learned from DJing, man, and being in the DJ industry,
0: man? Biggest lesson I learned is that you should always make a playlist for every event.
1: (sighs) Major. Major key, <laughs> Major
0: keys. <laughs> every event requires a different playlist. If somebody tells you, "Oh, I'm having a cocktail event," I mean, you can't go to a cocktail event and be playing, uh, playing maybe like Chris Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's All a cocktail right. event. So you should always, in every in every event, somebody tells you, "This is what I want. This is the kind of event." I'm doing. You should always create a, create a playlist. that, that go, It goes a long way. It goes a long way.
1: Absolutely, man. If you're enjoying the content you're watching right now, and you want to learn how to level up at all your events and create vibes, well, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel right now. Multi-talented DJ and producer, give me some tips for DJs, especially beginner DJs who want to get into production. They want to learn. They want to elevate their their DJ game, they feeling that, you know, and I do feel that production will help you elevate in DJing. So give us some tips, man.
0: Yeah. So DJing and producing is different. It's two different things. So DJing is you dealing with the made sound, the completed, the finished product of the producer. That is DJing. You are are making, you're making, making do with what the producer is giving to you. Now, production is you creating different vibes for melodies. So, like, if you want to be a very good DJ, first thing you should do is learn how to mix two records together.
1: Mm.
0: Number one. Number two, you should know the tempo, the beat per minute, BPM of the music you're dealing with. Sound is one thing you should be familiar with. If you know that this music goes with this melody, you should know quite all right that it wouldn't fit in with an uptempo kind of music. Listening to a music like so Listening to this kind of music, you should know quite all right the kind of music that can go with it. right? That can help you even when you go out to DJ without your headphones. So first, you should know how to mix two records together to start with. Don't even try to do anything about scratching or beat juggling. First, know how to do the mixing. Number two, know how to adjust your pitch, pitch blending. Very, very key. Then with those two, every other thing will fall in place. The same thing with production. I said, I said, I said. Somebody who wants to, as somebody who wants to start producing, first of all, you should know reading. You should know about tones. Like this is the kind of tone that can fit in. Number three, you should know about kicks. This beat I'm trying to make. I don't want it to be too heavy. I want it too light. I don't want it to be too harsh. I want to so show your ear is working for you as a producer. Mm. At the same time, your ear is working for you as a DJ, but you know, these days we have the laptop already. By the time you're looking at the wave already, you're knowing quite all right, like, okay, this wave is not good, this wave is good, this wave can mix with this one, fine. But in production, it's a lot. You should be able to gather your tones, like, look for where you can buy, you know, good tones, or probably look for where you can get, like, you know, pick up some tools that can really help you to start up with. Then, you know, everything falls in place. It's not necessary for you to know how to play the keys. The keys are like not really, really essential for pro, pro, uh, producing. You you might not really know how to play the keys or something that has to do with music. But with those few ones, trust me, you're good to go.
1: Love what you said, man. And uh, big takeaway. You said DJs, man, DJs should know, they should know about sound, man. and that's yeah. so important. But how come so many DJs don't? Like, you'll see DJs... You know, they'll be riding the music up in the red, it's distorted. I'm mean, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I
0: mean it's like, So many of them out there. So many,
1: so many of them. There. And that's like, I feel like that's so important. I mean, even as far as like speaker placement and mm-hmm. making sure that your speakers are spread apart so that when you're on that wireless microphone, you're not getting the ridiculous feedback.
0: Right, right. You should know when your volume is picking up on red. You should right. Know right. Yeah. So those things are very, very essential. You should know those things as a DJ. You should know how to adjust your sound so that by the time you are giving to the to the final consumers, uh, you know they don't see it as noise. They don't hear noise. They hear the music.
1: Absolutely, man. So, man, congratulations on your YouTube, man. Thousand, man, that's a, a huge. subs. Very <laughs> a huge. I love it. I love to see DJs out there strive. Not just, not just, you know. DJing on sites, but also killing it online with the social media presence. I love it, man. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you so much, man. Man, so tell me, how does a DJ run a successful YouTube channel? Like, what are some of your strategies? Like, what should a DJ be doing that you're doing on YouTube?
0: Okay, so um, I started YouTube. um, I started creating uh, my mix and submitting to YouTube in 2017. Okay. So by that time when I put my music on YouTube, there's so much uh, claims on it. Mm, okay. Claims, there's so much strikes on it. And you know, YouTube will ask me to take it down. So I noticed that it, it takes it takes so much, it takes so much hard work because so many music have been owned by record labels. And if you don't have the approval from record labels to put your music on YouTube, you might not have it good with YouTube. But there are so many music out there who um there's so many artists out there who just put their music on YouTube that you know they don't have record labels, okay, but they just want to be heard. So those are the kind of music I started, I started up with. I started searching for those music, I started putting it together, I started with like 15, 20, I put it on YouTube, there's no strike. I said, okay, fine, this this works. So I take it down, I put up another 15 or 20, there's no strike on it. So I match the two together, it becomes about like 30 music that goes about like one hour. Then I submitted, then I had I no strike. Then you should always get the link and push your link by yourself. Nobody's gonna do it for you. Nobody had that time to like, you know, be pushing it. probably you have so much huge fans you know, that they can help you push. By the time you submit your music to YouTube, get the link, send it to your friends, send it to your folks, send it to your family, like you'll give it out, give it a push. That way people can, you know, go to like, watch, play on YouTube, then you start building up your watch hours. That's, That's the only way you can build up your watch hour. So by the time you do that, you can, you know, get close to like a thousand subscribers. When you get like a thousand subscribers, then YouTube can give you the first tick the second tick is like you have no claim on it. There's no strike on it. The the third tick is there's no community. Whatever you were good with, you know, putting your music out without no foul language, without no curse words, and then, then the fourth one is the big one, which is the four thousand watch hour. By the time you get your four thousand watch hour, that you can monetize your music on YouTube and you start making money.
1: Man, nice man. I mean, you laid it out for us, man. So you gotta so tell unknown. me, man. Give give me some facts, some unknown facts about Afrobeats. You know, s- some facts that some people may not know. Like,
0: okay, so um people, I don't think people really know that Afrobeat was really originated from Ghana.
1: Hmm. I I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so. Ghanaians were the first people who they were the first set of um country who we had afrobeat from. So, this is for Nigerians for you. Nigeria will definitely take anything from you and make it theirs, but when we come out, we'll do it better. <laughs>
1: that is the
0: same, right? that's the point. That's the so, so we, we took afrobeat and we, we, we made it to become what it is today, and again. There's, there's a lot there's a lot fat about Afrobeat, it is not just by it is not just by the sound it's by the uh, how do I put it now the instrumentation
1: okay.
0: you can't tell me you're doing Alphabet and your Alphabet is sounding like a hip hop
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you have to you have to make it like you know Afrobeat has that kind of like Afrobeat vibes on it the That's sound right.
1: yes all right DJ Mexi Are you ready to play a game called This or That? Sure. Bring it on. Bring it on. (laughs) All right, man. It's it's very simple. I'm going to give you two options. It's either this or it's either that. All right? Okay. All right. Let's get it. DJ for WizKid or DJ for T.Y. Savage? DJ for WizKid. Okay. DJing or producing? Ah! (laughs) (laughs) DJing. Mm, okay. Now, why DJing producing, man? Yeah, I mean, DJing
0: is you're talking one-on-one with your clients. So that way you can bargain for yourself. You can make the bargains yourself. But well, Production has to go two or three different steps. One, you have to make the music. You have to look for the artist to jump on it. You have to talk to the artist, record level. You have to share your income with the artist, 50-50, 70-30, 70-20. But yeah. all that DJs don't do it. Just give me my money. Let me
1: do my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can feel that, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, DJing in the UK or DJing in Africa?
0: DJing in Africa.
1: Mm, I know, that's right. That's right. Yeah. DJing for a celebrity or DJing a high-profile wedding? DJing a high-profile wedding. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, Ah, man, DJ Mexi. That was this or that, man. (laughs) Man, she wasn't that bad, man. She wasn't. Ah, But you live in Houston now, man. How important is it for you to stay connected to Nigeria, the culture, Afrobeats,
0: the music? I mean, how important is it for you? Very, very important. And I will have to, like, I have to, like, give a big shout-out to my friends who... Who followed me all the way from Africa, stayed with me on my social media, my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitter. And these are the, these are the people who actually, you know, keep, keep me going. Africa is it's easy to conquer Africa.
1: So if you if you have it
0: in your palm, just keep it to yourself and keep doing it. But that way they could help you get across Africa. They could help you get across to other side of you know, the continent. But you have to start from the motherland. You have to start from the root. By the time you build yourself, you build your farm base base from Africa, everything will will, will fall in place.
1: Nice, man. So what's next for you, man? What do you have in store?
0: Well, man, I have a lot in stock. This year, I'm trying to drop an EP. I am producing uh, a four-track EP that yeah. we'll be dropping in April and um I'm really working so hard. you know YouTube just gave me an opportunity to make some money. now I need to drop YouTube videos every twice or three times in a week. so I need to I need to flood my YouTube page with mixes, video mixes. so those are those are the things i I have in place then. You know, I have a tour coming up in, um, in France, um, not really a tour, I have a gig coming up in France that I'm really, really trying to finalize with that. Then December this year, I'm going to be in Africa. Um, I'm going to be in Cyprus, from Cyprus to Africa. Then, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a
1: lot. I love the hair, man. It's always good to hear a DJ working out there, man, and grinding and getting to it, man. There's so much out there to get to it, man. So
0: much. Thank There's you. so much out there. There's so much.
1: Yes, man. So, how can people get in contact with you, man? They want to book you. They got a wedding coming up. They need yeah. to help DJ out there. How can they get in contact with you?
0: I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not, um, I'm Um. not rigid with my number. I send my numbers out. You can reach me on 832 398. 5703. Only for business. I hear that. Business. So, food, you can link up with me on, on IG, on Instagram at DJ M E K Z Y. Or you can hit me up on Twitter. Same. At DJ mexi. You can go to my YouTube. Same. DJ mexi You can hit me up on Facebook. Same. At DJ mexi. Or you can just shoot me an email. At DJ mexi, uh, At gmail.com
1: ladies and gentlemen y'all hear it that was another episode of we create the vice podcast today's special guest again ladies and gentlemen 2019's best african dj nominee dj maxi ladies and gentlemen all right make sure y'all stay in contact stay in tune with him he has a lot of things going on this year y'all need to stay tuned right. I, I appreciate you man it's, it's a pleasure to speak to another fellow Nigerian out there killing the game, crushing it. I love that, man.
0: Thank you so much for the opportunity. Let's do this again. Oh, Anytime. my brother. Yeah, if you have anything you want to talk about, the artist, you want to talk about oh. the lifestyle, just hit me up and let me know. We'll do it again